Hello, and welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. I'm your host, Steph Pham. On this episode, I'll be speaking with District 78. They're a musical group based in LA, and they've done exciting collaborations with America's Best Dance Crew, so you think you can dance and Dancing with Stars. Before this interview starts, I just want to put a disclaimer out there that I was experiencing technical difficulties on my end, and so if you hear my audio a little compressed, that's why. But I can assure you that the guys from District 78 sound fantastic. So without further ado, sit back, relax, as I chat with District 78. Welcome, my guest for this episode. It's District 78. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, thanks for having, having us. It's such an honor, and I love you guys' music, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys about that. For those of our listeners who don't really know you, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce the members and what you guys do in the group? I'm Bob. I do. Uh, I play keys and drums and sing. We all sing and rap, and yeah, I'm a member of District 78. And uh, I'm Spencer. I uh, play horns, and I also do a lot of the engineering stuff. And I'm Chris. Uh, I play guitar and bass. We all do drum programming and uh, different different elements of production. You know, we're all we're all pretty hands on. It's a lot of tagging in and out of each other, and we haven't killed each other yet, so I guess it's working. Hello. Have you guys known each other, and how was District 78 formed? I mean, in in general, Chris and Spencer went to college together, and they got a bond through uh, making stuff for the local TV show there, and um, I met Chris in kind of the early 2000s, 2002-ish, around around reality TV. So we met on a crazy show called 30 Seconds to Fame, and from there, we were both music coordinating, and him and Spencer had a rap group at the time, and I was just a big fan. And then we um, we had a need on these shows to have new, fresh music, 
And so we started making stuff and literally would just make beats and walk them down the hallway um, and, and the production rooms, you know, to the to the editors. So that's kind of how we got started and and kind of how we we met. And from there, we we didn't have a professional studio yet. We just uh, worked out of Spencer's, mainly Spencer's apartment at the time. And it was in a parking district where it was really hard to park. And I was like, how do I become a member of District 78? And that's kind of how we got our name was through the parking district where where Chris and, and Spencer lived and where we did a lot of our early recording and, and, and production. So for those who aren't familiar, how would you describe your sound? I think it's electronic dance music with I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're asking. If you're asking about our, our work on television shows is a little different than our original music. Our original music is more electronic dance music fused with cinematic orchestral instrumentation. For television shows, it's it's a lot, you know, it's all over the place, really. It depends on, on the program. And, and since we work with dancers so much, it's really about a, a synergy with dancers and choreographers and how we can provide the things they need to move uh, the way they need to move. And their mm -hmm. movement also inspires the way that we write our music. So that's a very like symbiotic relationship. I, th I think, yeah, and, and it depends on, on the type of dance in the show and, and then sort of just you know what what project it is so so we one of the signature things that we did was this uh was a show on mtv called america's best dance crew and that show it was these master mixes where there were these sort of crazy remixes where it was just really super in non-stop remix from start to finish and big you know high energy performances and that was sort of a sound that we we created and then, and then for So You Think You Can Dance, we brought a little bit of that, but then we were able to create some original music for that. And then, and then we've brought that also to Dancing with the Stars, creating these opens. We work really closely with Mandy Moore, the choreographer on, on the Dancing with the Stars openings. And um, so, you know, it's just, it's just like these relationships with these choreographers and understanding their styles. You know, it can be, for Mandy, it's a lot of times, it's either, you know, it's kind of like got a big band vibe with a sort of a modern, you know, twist to it, um, or you know, there, she she really likes that fusion of retro with modern. For you know, Napoleon and Tabitha Nappy Tabs, the stuff that we do a lot of times is very you know, it's very hip hop heavy. We work we work on um, uh, Julianne and Derek have a tour. We did we do stuff for that tour, and yeah, um, Julianne and Derek Huff from they were originally from Dancing with the Stars. But they kind of broke off and did their own thing. Julianne's been in movies and TV. They've both been kind of all over. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. So, <laughs> so yeah, so so that stuff. It can be, you know, it's a lot of times it's very epic or it's these remixes and and so we kind of sort of just fit in 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 the way that dancers have to know all these different styles. We have to know all the different styles. But if you look us up on Spotify or something like that, a lot of times it's it's usually dance music, but a little more hip hop and epic. And so you you mentioned it. Um, you composed quite a few numbers for Dancing with the Stars. A lot of them were opens, like you mentioned. So how did that partnership start? That was, well, I'll rewind us back. So the first, like Bob said, the first dance show we did was America's Best Dance Crew, where we met Napoleon and Tabitha, better known as Nappy Taps, who got us on 
so you think you can dance where they were uh, featured choreographers for many years. Um, they still do uh, occasional pieces over there. But we would tell people, you know, we do a bunch of dance shows and people would always say, so like Dancing with the Stars. And at that point, I was the one, basically the one we didn't do. We're like, well, no, these other ones, not that one. <laughs> and then one day we got we got a call just I guess mainly from our reputation but you know certain people we knew from other shows had worked over there and our name had come up and they were they they're constantly kind of doing retooling of their their way of doing the show and they wanted to bring us on for for doing mainly the music edits for uh whenever they do master recordings meaning the actual artists as as opposed to the band they knew that we were good music editors so that was originally how we got brought on. Over time, our relationship with the show, and especially with once Mandy Moore got more intimately involved, we were able to kind of expand upon our responsibilities there. You know, it's it's like anything when you first start at a job, you can't be like, I can do all these things. Let me do them all. Um, you know, over the years, we we've you know earned their trust and everything. I mean, they, you know, we're really proud of the fact that they've allowed two original songs on that show which they'd never done in any of the seasons before. We're in 27 seasons in. So that, that I think shows that, you know, we have a mutual trust for one another and it's a fun, it's a fun, it's a fun show to work on. It's very, very different, but we've been really enjoying it. Yeah. And we have to give a shout out to, to Mandy, to Mandy Moore. She's choreographed things like La La Land. We obviously knew her through So You Think You Can Dance. We, uh, were hired one year. The Emmys actually allowed the uh, choreography award for best choreography to be presented on the primetime Emmys, which they normally are not. They're usually just the creative arts Emmys, which are held like a weekend before. Um, it's just kind of a dinner. So on this occasion, we got a chance to do the mix for all the choreographers, and it allowed us to just get all those choreographers, now in retrospect, we got much closer with them through doing that particular thing. So I think that that was one of those things uh, also that kind of put a feather in our cap with working with Mandy. And so going on further, and, and like Chris said, when she became, you know, she's now a senior producer over there, and she's mainly there to produce and choreograph the um, those openings, anything special, you know, um, celebrity performances, all that kind of stuff. You know, we've been really excited to do those while also doing the daily tasks of arranging something for, you know, Sharna and Bobby Bones to dance to. And two of my favorite numbers that you guys recently did were All We Need Is A Star for the Disney Week. And you did a really cool tango version of Somebody's Watching Me. Now, uh, what was the inspiration behind, like, two very contrasting styles? Like you mentioned, there was, like, the big band-esque number that um, many more like sees for the openings and then you had a tango so what was it like composing like two very different contrasting styles for the show for all we need is a star that really came from the phrase all we need is a star uh that we had thought of <laughs> that we put into the song and well, then, then everyone knew that we needed a star that's right. not true spencer <laughs> let me finish my story okay, go ahead sorry. we are going to kill each other by the end of this podcast we'll all be dead uh, this is our this is, this is our last words um for that one uh no the phrase all we need is a star came from mandy describing the concept which is they can't find mickey and we wanted to cross the idea of we need mickey who is literally the star so all we need is the star of the show 
but also the idea, sort of a play on the when you wish upon a star. So that kind of got it all off to the races. And then it was a back and forth with Mandy as far as sonically. She likes to send us different songs that she likes that have a, a feel that she's going for and and we send back you know our interpretation of that and it's it's a back and forth you know our our first version i think was twice as fast as the one that's on tv but uh you know it, it it is constant it's a constant back and forth and that's that symbiotic relationship i was uh talking about before where it's you know you send something she hears it and goes okay how do i move to that okay i've got ideas it's too fast slow it down we slow it down she says i'm doing this and we go oh this would sound cool for that and uh and we dial it in over the period of you know in this case i think it was maybe a week yeah and the the tango thing actually um was way kind of a, a simpler process and the fact that we were in an office at the bungalows at dancing with the stars and we we're just talking about like these future episodes and the different things that we wanted to do. The Disney thing was still in development. There's so many different parts when it comes to the Disney thing and, and just setting it up. But with the Halloween, she was like, I don't want it to be super scary and I don't want it to be hokey, like funny. I, I want it to be more of this like kind of almost like sexy tango. And when, you know, I forget who brought up the song. I think she might have brought up the song. It up, but I think you were the one that thought that it could be this kind of ethereal, string-driven tango. Yeah, and so we just start singing it, like, da 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 You know, we start, like, kind of just, like, you know, just being funny with it in the, in the office. And once we got back here in the studio, it, it turned out to be pretty pretty simple, you know, kind of execution. And we weren't sure. Uh, there's so many different things that happen on this show, so... We weren't exactly sure how it was going to fit in the show either. And when we found out it was going to be a tour number, it was actually just great to hear that because then that way, you know, the tour members and, and basically our pro troop could really like bring it to life. And we we're just very excited about that because, you know, there are regular trappings when you're talking about a show like Dancing with the Stars. When you're opening up a show, you have to, you know, you, know, you have to introduce everyone and do these walk downs and things. And so when it comes to somebody's watching me, it could just be that song. It could just live on its own and be this kind of, you know, sexy but dark, creepy thing. And we definitely also have to give a shout out to the singer, Rhett George, who killed it. And um, the violin player, who was awesome, Paul Date. And he has stuff out as well. So check him out because they're both very, very talented. They also They also made it very easy to bring to life once... Especially, you know, having that violin, like, and that tango, like, Paul just, I mean, he knocked it out in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, crazy. So, speaking of the show, just for fun, if you could cast anyone to dance to your music on the show, who would you like, what celebrity would you like to see dancing to your music on the show? The Rock. I mean, it's already, <laughs> it's already happened for me. It was, the answer would be Mr. T. And, oh my uh, God! Yes. And Mr. I mean, he didn't dance to our. I, I guess he rapped. We we actually oh, yeah, we Mr. wrote T, a rap. Yeah, we wrote when Mr. <laughs> T was on the show. One, I got to meet Mr. T, which was amazing. Yeah. And then two, uh, I I got to work with Mr. T and uh, record him rapping, which uh, I think was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. The interesting thing about Mr. T is you're like, oh, what's Mr. T's real name? Like it's got to be like Thomas or he's Mr. T. What's his name? His name is Mr. T. <laughs> like straight up on his driver's license, 
Mr. T. That's his name. No joke. And Spencer had to record him. And, like, you don't realize until that moment, how do you address this guy? Like, you is he Mr.? Is he T? Is he Mr. T? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I was I, I was like, yeah, I need to I need to give him direction. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I just I was like, what do I can I call him T? I, I felt too, you know, it was like we're buddies. So I was like, Mr. T. And then, and then that was it. You just call him Mr. T. And but yeah, so that was pretty that was that was pretty awesome. Um, other than that, I'm not sure. I mean, I Vanilla think. Ice was on there, too. That was yeah. pretty epic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He was one of my favorites that season. Oh, my goodness. So kind of going along those lines, if you could put your own District 78 spin on a song that you haven't already, what would you do it to? Oh, boy. I know we probably all would have different answers to that. I've always been a fan of resurrecting, like, songs that you know, but you're, like, kind of forgot about, like, 80s stuff. Like, I mean... Honestly, like the somebody's watching me thing was really cool for me because that's such a different twist on that song. When you listen to it, it's a little hokey and a little dated. And, and I think what we what we ended up with is just so cool. I'm so proud of that. I mean, in, in spirit, it's songs like that for me. Yeah, I, I it's a it's a hard thing because like we've we've talked a lot about different things and, and sometimes it just depends on the song like you think it might go a certain way and and you're like well this like i said like somebody's watching me like it just it was one of those kind of magic moments for me where it was like wow this kind of just this one just fit and sometimes we've tried other songs um where we're like uh maybe we'll shelve it for a second and <laughs> and think about it but yeah, yeah do you have one that you... i mean i have one i i'll just say it because yeah. it hasn't ever happened but the the song to me is the the the, the theme to the oc uh the phantom planet song oh, i think oh, we can yeah. do a really a really cool version of it and just have it be sort of a different vibe but you know it's like like Bob said, it's you know you sometimes you have this idea in, in your head. You go, this is going to be amazing, and then once you start executing it, it just is. It isn't. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So you just never know until like like I think that's one of the difficulties with with you know a lot a lot of times like for example, I'll just give an example of a song that was that was hard to work with was We Will Rock You because of the tempo right, and it's a dance show right, and you, you're going to do We Will Rock You, but but the tempo of that song is, is is a little slow for dancing. Yeah. And so even though conceptually you like the idea of dancing to We Will Rock You, once people start moving to it, there's not a lot of dance that you can do at that tempo. So then you either have to speed it up or slow it down and then play tw double time. And it and it can be it can be challenging. And that's one that you the spirit of it is so ingrained in that doom doom ka doom doom ka that when you speed it up and don't don't kind of he kind of loses the spirit of the original so for that one I, I think what we did ended up being sort of a deeper reinterpretation of it where we relied less on the doom doom ka rhythm and did a, uh, some more interesting things uh, melodically and musically on top of it yeah and and you know working with someone like like Mandy, you know, she will, she will, she will push you in a, in a very positive way. She, you know, just the other night she was like, okay, so, so it's this song, which I'm not going to say on the thing, but uh, she's like in, in the style of 
this DJ song or if it met Papa's got a brand new bag, but it was this. And, and like, I was like, okay, we can do it. And it was, there were other people at the meeting and they, they just started erupting in laughter because they're like, wait a second, you guys really do this? Like, I was like, yeah, I mean, she, you know, she comes up with some, you know, some creative ideas. We kind of go back and forth with her and then we start making something. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, one thing that we like to do is we we prefer, I think, to remake the song. And a lot of what um, people, you know, on the Internet, when they talk about us, they, they refer to things we've like covers that we've done as remixes, which I understand because we do a cover of it and then sort of remix our own cover of it. But um, but we, we actually like taking the whole song apart and rebuilding it from scratch. It gives you so much more flexibility. And if you just added strings to the Rockwell song for Somebody's Watching Me, it, it wouldn't have had the, the feeling and the impact that, you know, re- redoing it from scratch really has. Is there any artist out there that you haven't collaborated with that you would like to? Like, if you had you had your dream artist pick, anybody out there, dead or alive, who would you choose to collaborate with? I don't know. Dead or alive? Yeah, I mean, for me, a person who is alive, who I've always wanted to work with since I first heard her voice was definitely Kelly Clarkson. Always wanted to work with her and just have always liked her voice, her vibe. If it's someone who's passed on, you know, one of my idols growing up was always Michael Jackson. I always wanted to uh, work with him. And, you know, he's always been inspiration on, on, I mean, obviously being the king of pop, but just so many different kinds of music in his ear and having friends that have worked with him and done things with him and, and, and seeing different clips and stuff. It's just, it's always inspiring as a producer and musician. So I'd say those two people. You go ahead. Um, I just want to work with Spencer. <laughs> He's alive now. He'll be, he'll be I'm dead alive. later. Yeah, we'll see how long yeah. it is. Um, see how um, this goes. Yeah, for me, uh, it just depends. I mean, I, I share. I actually share uh, with Bob Kelly Clarkson. People who have like just in like supernatural kind of talent have always appealed to me. But then there's you know, for me, I was I was a big. Uh, a big fan of like synth pop stuff from the eighties. So like if I had an opportunity to work on like a Depeche Mode record, that would be awesome. And also uh, I always wanted to work with T-Pain. Yeah, I think T-Pain, T-Pain is definitely on the list. I think for me, I, you know, I, I think right now, uh, I think that there's a lot of cool R&B music that's being made. Um, Oh, Khalid is someone I'd love to work with too. And I think, you know, I, I, what I really enjoy, honestly, like when, when working with people is I just, I just, it's, it's about the vibe. And so you can't, you, you don't really know how someone is in the room, but when the vibe is good, like it doesn't matter if they're famous or not. I think it, it's really about like, you feel like you're making something really great and, and you feel like that positive energy. Like that's why that's kind of like what you live for when you make music is like yeah. that moment of like you when it when it comes to the speakers like when i get someone in the booth and they they start singing and it comes through the speakers and it already sounds like a record like that's the best thing ever yeah yeah no we were really we were really honored recently to work with some awesome people you know we we work with jordan fisher who i think we had that yeah. that you know we were here on a saturday and he just he came in 
got straight to it and it just the guy just sounds awesome you're like okay <laughs> yeah that, that's good we'll keep that one we'll keep that one too all right great you're good so you know that if it, it's it was it was really you know it's we've been very fortunate recently and and also uh we worked with sierra who like he said was like super good vibes all her people and everyone surrounding her and and her herself very relatable you know gives you a big hug and and so you know we've been really fortunate to uh, work with people that have been cool. So you mentioned before that your sound, like at least on your original side, and I feel like, like on some of your dance numbers that you had are more like cinematic and have this epic feel. If you could work on any movie or score any movie, like what would you do? Would you do a Disney movie? Would you do like an epic, like super superhero movie? Like what kind of film would you like to score? I think, uh, well, a little known thing, let me, let me go back a little bit. No, 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 it's too unknown. It should. It can just say unknown. We gonna keep it. Keep it a secret. It's. it's can, it can, it can, All right. Know. We have a dark past, but you'll never know. <laughs> it's not a dark past. It's, they don't want me to talk about it. Um, let me put it this way: We have scored films before, and never, never scored a film that we wanted to score. Um, but for me, you know, I think our style is very. I think uh, action. Like the action genre, um, you know, things with with a little bit of mystery, a little bit of mystique. Our our music skews a little darker, a little more mysterious, but still with a lot of energy. So, I don't know. I, I would I would put it in like the camp of like Inception or The Matrix or you know, it's kind of that 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 feeling. I guess is what I would say. I don't know. What do you guys think? That's a good answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. And and I think, but also expanding, you know, just for me seeing a film like A Star is Born was just very, very inspiring to to see, you know, the, those songs in that film, I think, are very important, you know, not only to the storytelling, but just the whole vibe of the film. You know, it, it really brings you in that that world um and yeah that that's something you know that that isn't a film that you could say is necessarily <laughs> a genre that's being made all the time but for me was was you know more recently really inspiring to you know like wow if we could make a song like that that was in a film that had that kind of impact maybe not even score the whole thing but but have that kind Contribute. of music yeah. yeah would be good i mean that's an interesting thing um we all have, you know, we've been talking recently about what would be sort of the perfect storm of all of our abilities and histories and stuff. Um, and we've been very interested in the idea of musicals and, and things like that. We, you know, so I, th I think we would definitely like a, a musical movie would, would also be just from a songwriting standpoint. I, uh, I came, I came from a storytelling background. I got a degree in screenwriting and Bob has been been in musical theater his whole life and and things like that and then Spencer's also a really I, great I've writer. I've seen a lot of movies so he also played the role of uh, <laughs> Grandpa Mouse yeah Grandpa Mouse in uh, third grade in the, in the musical Mice uh, true true story I uh I played a rock in kindergarten we had this weird. You're taking it all the way back. We had like a musical, <laughs> and I don't remember much about it. I know that I they gave me the role of a rock, which I think was an insult. 
while the rest and I, I had a big brown towel and I just hid under that. <laughs> and the rest, literally everybody else, there might have been some people playing trees or something, but like almost everybody else was uh, running around singing uh, "We Are Family" while I was under. Well, the, you were under I was under the blanket, yeah. being okay. a rock. Wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> And the podcast will return. Yeah, and you can you can cut out anything that you feel. Feel free to edit, please. At this point. You, should, you should cut out everything except the part where I told that story. <laughs> well, this is all saying it's gold. My body, star, star, rock, musical. I was very convincing. Honestly, I probably wasn't. I was probably moving around. Yeah. We've all done those elementary shows. I, yeah, I was a bear. I remember one production, I was a bear. And then another production, I had a line screaming like, there goes Uncle Joe's top button or something like that because he ate too many cookies. It was a Christmas <laughs> musical. So yeah, we've all been there. We've, yeah, we've all been right. there. I have so many questions about <laughs> Uncle Joe right now. Yeah, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's go so back, let's from- go back. The year's wrapping up, and what is a goal that you want to set for District 78 for 2019? Good one. We've talked about that a lot around here. We're interested in doing some... I think we were interested in a change of pace. We're going we're gonna to be working with Mandy Moore on a project. It's, it's secret. We can't talk much about it, <laughs> but we're very excited about it. We have a couple of exciting things that we're developing ourselves that we're hoping to launch next year and in the television world you know we're always looking for some new different concepts things where we can bring our talents uh to in a in a different way and we do have a we have a interesting fox show that's uh, coming out in january that'll be kind of a different a different side of us too we can talk about that one yeah yeah so that that show is called the mass singer it comes out uh right at the top of the new year january 2nd yeah, we provided the tracks for that, and it's really, it's really a trip. Celebrities in these really elaborate costumes, and it's, uh, it's kind of a crazy, crazy concept show. But besides that, like Chris said, like we're looking to develop our own sound as well more. It's been a minute since we've put out a collection of songs, and you know we were looking to do a kind of concept uh, record and and things like that in the future. You know, because the TV shows and the dancers and everyone's gonna gonna keep having fun and keep partying in that way. But you know, we're also looking to to keep developing. You know, with our own sound and with with new artists. You know, like I said, you know, just just working with the couple artists that I mentioned earlier, I really have inspired us to work with even more people and and you know get under the hood with other artists and and come up with some new sounds and new music. Fantastic. So where can people find you on social media if they were wanting to reach out or kind of follow up on what's going on in your guys' lives? Well, you can follow us on Instagram uh, at District 78. Our our big kind of hashtag is AO, it's District 78. So every time th- every time we do something, you can you can uh, follow that hashtag. Or on Where Twitter. Else? We're on or Twitter. On, you can yeah. find us on Facebook. Yeah. 
and then I mean we're we're kind of most places as District 78. There's we have you know we we're we have some stuff. We have a our YouTube channel has a lot of our our music and a lot of the things that we're known for, like the the um, Lion King remix and yeah, that's um, a big one. That's been of toxic. Yeah, the Lion King remix has been performed at like olympic events and things like that yeah. so that's something that people always really right. um like of ours and uh, they, they use that on on dancing with the stars as well yeah yeah, yeah dancing with the stars and same thing yeah um but yeah i i think uh follow us on instagram we're really trying to build up our followers we have a small but mighty following so far <laughs> so um we're trying to post more and get people more into our stuff and interactive it's, it's just so hard because you've probably already heard in this podcast a lot of the things that we work on, we work on it so far in advance, so it's it's hard to gauge if we can <laughs> talk can't, about yeah, it or or, or post. You know, it's like oh, you know, like before the AMAs, we're like sitting there across from Sierra, but it was like you know she wanted it to be kind of you know on the on the DL, so it was like oh okay, you know, but um, but once it all comes out, we'll we'll post and keep everyone updated. Um, we're also currently we also have Dancing with the Stars Junior out. And if anyone, you know, if you are a fan listening uh, here to your fan to Dancing with the Stars, uh, Dancing with the Stars Junior is, to me, it's even more fun. These kids have so much heart and they're having such a good time with it. And to really see them learning and grasping these concepts in dance and then executing it, I think is really exciting. I've been following Dancing with the Stars Juniors and I cannot say there's anything cuter than those kids <laughs> oh on that gosh. show. Oh my, it's, oh my God, my heart every Sunday. I'm just like, these kids are so adorable. I love every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really cute. So we, we've had fun with that. <laughs> well, well, guys, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. I had so much fun. You guys have such a great chemistry and I hope we can chat again. And I will be looking forward to more music coming out and more of your spectacular creations on Dancing with the Stars and beyond. Yes, and please, uh, yeah, the the finale, we're already cooking something up in, uh, in, in a, a little under two weeks. Check out the finale for Dancing with the Stars. We have, I mean, it's going to be a crazy, crazy fun opening. I think you'll all really like it. So thanks again for having us on your show and look forward to talking to you soon. On this episode, I had District 78 as my guest. We chatted about things like their collaborations with Dancing with the Stars, their music, and what they're looking forward to next in their future projects. You can check out their social media at District 78 And you can check out their music on platforms such as YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. I hope you tune in next time to nerd out on more pop culture. For Pop Nerd Lounge, I'm Steph Pham.